Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I have got to return some videotapes, and he is just having a boring, ordinary day. Together, we are Neil Bolt and Jay Krieger. How goes it, Jay? Great, man. Having a, uh, a good weekend, I think. Once again, we have uh, the stars have sort of aligned, I suppose, in that we have two games that tackle the horrors of the work-life balance, but in two very, very different ways. Yes, very, very different ways. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting thing that when we come up with this sometimes, when you really look into the games once you've played them, you're like, oh, yeah, these actually do have somewhat similar things to say in very different um, approaches to that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, in this case, you know, if your game this week keeps it simple, uh, just going to the work and... And then I'm just trying to live one of my childhood dreams by uh, working at a video store, which doesn't go as well as I'd hoped, of course. Um, as ever, these games can be found on Itch.io. And if you do play any of them and enjoy them, please make sure you give a bit of love by supporting them in whatever way you can. Uh, links for both games will be included in the show notes. So first, this week, Workplace Horror is, as we said, the underlying theme. And your pick is a very stripped back experience, uh, but also a bit surreal. Tell us about it, Jay. Yeah, so my game this week is uh, blank underscore 01. And the premise is, you know, become an ordinary worker in an ordinary house, which is the sort of itchio page uh, description. But, you know, it's quickly apparent that nothing is ordinary about this surrealist depiction uh, of our sort of modern day dystopian relationship with work life culture and balance or sort of lack thereof. Um, so the game begins very simple enough. You're going through the grind of Monday to Friday, just trying to get to the weekend and survive in that aspect. Um, but, you know, it, I suppose the game sort of combines this idea of um, working from home, right, which has been mm. a concept that, you know, stemmed from the pandemic and whatnot. And while some people like myself that have to like drive into work would probably prefer to have a job that, you know, you just roll out of bed and go to and log onto a computer, this game kind of tackles the reality of that level of isolation and the fact that, you know, you're basically confined to your house all day and you only get freedom when you go to the store or mm. this or that. Um, and so the game doesn't really do, I suppose, like a heavy handed approach with that in mind, but it's more like you said, kind of stripped back in that you have a sheet of paper, which has your objectives, which consist of work, eat, collect your pay. You have to pay your bills and whatnot. And then you go to sleep, right? It's pretty straightforward, but you know, as each day passes, that gets stranger and stranger, right? And a little mm. bit more distorted and whatnot. Um, so for instance, you know, you get out of bed, you walk down the hall to work, you sit at the computer, but it's not a computer. It's a yes, no machine that asks you fairly standard questions, but then they become more <laughs> arbitrary or just more strange or the ways in which you go about uh, having to actually interpret what's being asked gets a little more distorted and whatnot, the further in the week you get. Um, now that could just be the sort of surrealist aspect of it, or it could be making a commentary on continually doing menial tasks over and over and over and over and how, you know, that can kind of all blend together into something that uh, becomes, I suppose, a painful form of work where it's just like, <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, uh, which I'm sure anybody that has like a computer job could probably uh, relate yeah. to on some level. Yes, uh, I've heard my wife swearing many a time with that very thing. <laughs> <laughs> But then, you know, there's this aspect where when it comes to having to pay your bills, you go to this little room and you click on this box and then you take money and you basically are putting it into these gnashing teeth. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the beginning of the realization that, okay, this ordinary day, ordinary job and this ordinary life is nothing but ordinary. And the game kind of takes that and runs with it. 
um, you know, outside of the premise of this game, it has a really unique look to it where it yeah. has this black and white aesthetic. But then every time you have to interact with something, specifically when you have to interact with doors to get to one of those rooms that's labeled as, you know, work, eat, collect, pay, pay and sleep. You have this little tactile mini game that is almost reminiscent of like warrior wear, where you have this hand that goes up yeah. and down. And when it begins to move towards the handle, you have to click on the mouse and grab the handle and then pull it down to open, um, which, you know, I'm not going to say that it adds a huge facet to the experience, but it is one of those extra little steps that kind of, again, fuels that uh, surrealist sort of depiction of what's going on. And, you know, the game also has sort of a little bit of dark humor to it as well, which comes into the form of the ways in which the world becomes more distorted, the further to Friday you get. But also, you know, you walk up to these picture frames that are in your house and it's described as like, oh, it's your favorite photo. And it's just a black box and it's described as like being the void, uh, which, again, being confined to one's home 24-7 if you're working from home, chances are you might start to just, again, kind of be uh, <laughs> the walls are closing in if, as they were. Um, but I'm curious what you thought of this one before I detail any more of it. Yeah, obviously, I have that experience you know, myself and I am, you know, even before current job many jobs i've had this now where i work from home and it all becomes blends into one i think now more than ever with being like busier more of the time and actually being said it the sort of way it bleeds into everyday life is quite interesting and you know if you enjoy what you're doing it's not so hard i mean i've definitely had jobs where i got to say of not enjoying it and it does just feel like you can't escape work in much the same way you can't get out of the house when things are going wrong in terms of like at the outside world or whatever and yeah it, so everything does become like a, a plain mush you know on the worst days of that and i think this is what this game sort of depicts quite well you know it's just the bleakest simplest you know you don't see the personality of your environment anymore you just see the an office cubicle effectively in a way which is is fine. Um, when once you sort of figure out how to get past that sort of thing, the visual style was really interesting for me for that reason. I mean, by sort of depicting it like that, and then kind of dipping you into some kind of reality with the hands and stuff, you know, looking you know, sort of being real hands, uh, with the clicking, and like even when you get those surreal images with the teeth and stuff, that you know, it's again you know, a photo of gnashing these gnashing teeth. And it just takes you out of like this strange place that you're in, you know. And I love that sort of juxtaposition between the two things. And yeah, I mean, the build-up I felt was it felt like it was going somewhere like that, you know, with the way it was going. And but no less than entertaining for the way it goes about it. There's a sort of lo-fi punk rock thing going on, you know, about, in terms of like how it looks, how it plays, and you know. I think generally the, the eventual outcome, it, it all has that in mind. And I think like even on the store page for it, where you, you just, when you're hovering over things, you know, and it just vibrates the, the pictures and stuff, uh, it, everything about it just, yeah, it's that sort of like, um, yeah, when you think of like those punk or skate video things where the, everything's shaking, like the animations and stuff, it's all very, very all that's missing really was just like the, the full on, punk rock soundtrack you know at the end you know we're, we're to sort of revel in that um carnage as it happens 
Yeah, and I'll just say in terms of it being a game that really is heavy, I suppose not heavy-handed, but it's a game that has uh, commentary in mind at the forefront of the experience. It does a good job of not being heavy-handed and relying on that mostly through the visuals. Like you said, it's very muted. It's black and white, right? And so the fact that it kind of is all-encompassing in most ways from a visual standpoint to replicate how the player is supposed to feel on the inside based on what their reality is, um, is something that, you know, I was a fan of. And the fact that it didn't try to have these heavy handed bits of dialogue or these moments that just end up kind of feeling flat, if you will, if, you know, perhaps the writing was not up to snuff with the visual aspect of it or the repetitious nature of gameplay, which is very intentional. And it's when I describe it as repetitious, it's purposefully and it's important for it to be that in an experience that's so short. Um, and at the same time, towards the very end of it, you get thrown a curveball or two and how the world around you changes and whatnot and how you traverse it, um, making for a nice conclusion that, you know, is pretty predictable. But at the same time, the surrealist visuals really do hit their sort of uh, precipice right at the finale of that, which makes for a nice sort of send off just when you might be getting a little uh, a little burnt out on on the work-life balance in a blank underscore one. <laughs> it's, a, you know, as you say, it's a structure we've seen before, especially when you are dealing with like mundane work-life stuff in video, in these kind of indie horror experiences. The, the, it, the pattern seems to be you do a, this day, that day, that day, something happens as you go along, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it all, if you think about it, it does sort of evolve from the five nights of Freddy's thing of just like each day is different. You say, you know, and then things get more dangerous. This happens like that happens. And, uh, you know, everything gets weirder. And, and that's, that's great to see that it still just works. And there's so many different ways of doing that. It, it's a really good structure, I think for that. And, you know, it's, it's a relatable thing. You know, it always is, you know, a job where you're doing the same things over and over again, it's the point and it's, you can't really sort of detract from any game doing it I think unless you know it's you know, missing the point entirely but I don't think this is uh, one of them and yeah I think it's good to see that we've got this sort of pattern still working quite well so be kind don't rewind as we are taking a small break welcome back to Horror Bites. My pick for this week is The VHS Paradise by Fedev. Uh, in this, you are Robert, the cashier from The VHS Paradise. Your job is to serve customers on the night shift, but you have to be careful as there's a lot of crime in the city and all kinds of crazy people on the loose. A normal day, I think, is what they're trying to say, um, but accentuated. So this premise is this game is, you, yeah, you are just like standing behind the till at an old school video store and you kind of have to watch out for people who might just pick up one of the tapes and run off with them and you've got to chase them catch them and then decide whether you're going to forgive them or you know, just send them to the cops which ends with like a black screen and like a little blur of siren to sort of tell you that's what you've done but you know there's personalities uh, that come along um along the way and uh again when we were just talking about this with the last game you have that sort of escalation of like, yeah, okay, fairly normal, bit weird, weirder, weirder. And then, you know, you get the payoff, the reveal, um, which in this case can end one of three ways, um, which was interesting in, in at least one of the ways that it turned out. But um, 
the thing here um, is obviously you are trying to depict these weird characters, which I think generally works. I think something that didn't quite do it for me in that was the writing can be a bit wordy sometimes for no reason. Not like um, here's me showing off my you know, thesaurus of knowledge of words and stuff. It just in a sense of like, you need an editor. These are way too many words to say what you're trying to say sort of thing. Um, and I don't think people talk like that. Normally doesn't bug me, but it's just like, I think it's probably coming today from like doing transcription <laughs> for a long time this morning of three other people talking to myself. That I was like, hmm, yeah, maybe I'm a bit pickier about it today. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it could do with some like edits to make it punchier in places. But, the, you know, there are good lines through this, you know, like um, you have the guy who says he buys movies not to watch them, but just to decorate his house. So it's just yeah. the, the delivery of that was brilliant. And I think the way it gets to its end point is good. Yeah, you know, this whole ritual of like once the day's over, you know, whatever you got, you have to go and watch this film and then come back out and all that. And obviously that pays off with the one final time, which gives you the opportunity to do one of three things effectively. Um, yeah, uh, again, very simple experience, basic job. I mean, you're not really doing much in the way of the work you'd hope to be doing in a job like this, I suppose, but it is, uh, broken down into those three key components stuff, you know, goes through the till or you're chasing people out the door or you're watching the movie and that's the cycle. Uh, and in a way I, I like how at least two of those things ended up combining it and reversed for you um, uh, in the end when you end up being chased uh, at one point. And the reveal slash jump scare nature of that bit was quite well done, I have to say. No stabby music, no sudden thing flying in your face, just like turning around and oh shit, sort of thing like that. And it caught me off guard, I have to say. That was uh, well done in that regard. Uh, There is, the endings are interesting, I have to say. the outcomes of what you would think you know do you escape do you not escape and do you or do you not escape plus effectively uh, is the best way to describe it (laughs) i mean the the, um not escape one was interesting in terms of like the video you get afterwards showing you what happens and uh the the particular title on the tv that's in front of you at that time which i won't spoil for anyone because i think that's the worth getting that payoff and the endings have all come from the same key point that last night uh, that you're there so yeah it's an interesting game in that regard um i didn't quite have the atmosphere i was looking for you know given the sort of subtext about you know how the city's crazy and all this like it's like i get that but and it, it could have done with a bit more flavor in that regard maybe in the, the environment or maybe in the way people behave I did like the, um, you know, the, the stretched faces in this one, especially, I think, because they were, like, not very pixel. <laughs> yeah, they were very clear, the uh, pictures of these people's faces. And, you know, you, they actually looked like normal photos, you know, stretched onto a polygon character, <laughs> which is uh, somehow even more disturbing than the kind of things we were talking about last week and just having these monstrosity faces. And, and yeah, so that was a an interesting touch and especially in how demented it makes some people look in the game as well. Yeah. How, how did you uh, feel about this one? Yeah. You know, I would agree with you that 
in terms of this premise, right? Most of that plays out in the gameplay rather than atmosphere. And personally, like you, I would have preferred a little bit more of the atmosphere to feel just organic from my days in a movie store, right? Or wandering mm. the aisles and whatnot. Um, I will say, though, the writing in terms of the variety of characters with the different personalities, mm. uh, I thought was well done and kind of capturing whether or not you worked at a movie store or not. Just working retail, the types of people that you run into, right? And the things, pe the things that people tend to overshare uh, <laughs> quite frequently for whatever reason. Um, but um, I thought also like it, the game does capture the sort of demeaning nature that can be retail, right? The fact that yes. you're working behind the counter at a VHS store and your boss is like, hey, this is a crazy crime-ridden city. If somebody tries to steal a movie, you should chase them out into the street. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to get stabbed in the parking lot for $7 an hour if you're even making $7 an hour to begin with. Um, yeah. But like to go from that to then, like you had mentioned, the guy collecting movies and doesn't even watch them or the, the kind of stereotypical older customer that comes in Oh, I want to buy Dune for my grandson, ma'am. That that movie is only in theaters, right? It probably just launched, just <laughs> premiered the other day, and she's like, "I want to buy a copy of it." So, you know, it captures the spectrum of characters and the types of people that you meet doing those types of jobs. Yeah. In terms of stopping shoplifters, that caught me off guard with just them fucking booking it. Yeah. I thought there'd be some kind of indication. So, what I ended up doing most of the time was. As soon as somebody walked in, I would just go stand in the doorway. Yeah. So then they would have to run into me, which then, you know, prompts you to either have mercy on them, let them go, or just, you know, call the cops and whatnot. Yeah, it doesn't um, exactly teach you to be a very hospitable uh, yeah. cashier. It's like, I right. ended up pretty much just standing next to them waiting. Like, just like, go mm -hmm. on, try it. Yep. <laughs> like that. Um. But yeah, and you know, with the three endings, it was nice to kind of have some experimentation, have a little bit um, more of an incentive to actually like try some of the dialogue options. I also think, because I went back and replayed it twice, um, I think that there are a few new characters that are sprinkled in if you go back mm. and replay it. Because um, there was one guy that came in the second time that I didn't see the first time who was lamenting, uh, you know, their job and whatnot, how much they hate it. And then the player can either sort of... Um, agree with them and kind of like share moments and be like, yeah, you know, I work this job. I can't stand it kind of thing. Or you can say, you love yeah. it. Um, which, you know, doesn't have this massive change on the experience, but again, it was just nice to have more of an incentive to go back and experience that for more than just getting like either the good or the bad ending in air quotes. Cause me personally, I, I am not a big fan of like, Oh, replay this a million times to see all these different endings granted with a horror bite it's different right it's a five or ten minute experience but um i like seeing incentives and in something this short and this condensed um that again kind of feeds off of the length of that and then gives the player some type of reward whether it be a new ending or just a new interaction that could either be uh, a bit of funny dialogue or you know again a chance to book it out into the parking lot to chase somebody down <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that was a fine experience again. We are wrapping things up now. Um, as ever, if you are a developer of in the horror game, demo, concept, game jam entry, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a DM at SaferInPod on Twitter or SaferInPod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or even interviewed on the show. Jay, it has been a good one. We will see you next week. In the meantime, we will uh, keep searching for more horror bites.